When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, this is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Thursday, the 2nd of March. Good morning to you, listening on your local SEN track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you, wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. What about this weekend's racing across the three codes? But in Sydney, we've got a host of superstar gallopers stepping out there at Rural Ramwick for a massive Group 1 day. Um, the Canterbury Stakes, we've got the Challenge Stakes and the Ramwick Guineas. So really looking forward to that card. And then Saturday night in Sydney, we've got the Miracle Mile, a terrific card of Gallops Racing at Flemington on Saturday as well. It's Magic Millions Day at Murray Bridge in South Australia. So plenty to look forward to over the weekend. We'll kick off our show as we always do on a Thursday with Stable Mail. Listen to these names. Johnny O'Shea, Clayton Douglas, James Cummings, Lindsay Smith, Michael Kent Jr. and J.D. Hayes will be joining me in the first hour. Then we'll find you a few winners with bag of tips across the three codes just after nine. Adam Hamilton will preview the Miracle Mile for us on Saturday night, one of Harness Racing's biggest races. And then the weekend preview will start around a quarter to ten this morning. Jack Dickens, Dean Watling and Mickey Gannon will preview those big races in Sydney and Melbourne. But let's get stuck into our Thursday morning. It's time for Stable Mail. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. And it's always great to catch up with John O'Shea. Good morning to you, John. Thanks for your time, mate. How you going, Gareth? Jeez, I'm looking forward to the Todman Stakes. You had to see to believe Cafe Millennium's victory there the other day. How's he trained on? And do you think he's good enough to win a race like this? Oh, he's done well, mate. Um, He's, he's just been ticking along and Nash come and give him a stretch his legs on Tuesday. So happy enough for the way he's going into the race. Yeah, and he's just a big striding galloper with an amazing turn of foot. The the smaller field should suit him as well, John. Yeah, no, hopefully he just executes a little better coming out yeah. of the gates and you know he gets himself in a nice rhythm and, and not too far away from him because if he gets where he was the other day, he lose side of the money and we're going to stay here, so um, hopefully we just want to get out of the gates a bit better and, and try and have him The former French galloper, Afabaskin, goes around in the city stakes over the 2,000 metres. He steps up and trip. He's second up. Your thoughts about his chances? Well, the other day he got a wide draw on a slowly run mile. Today he gets a good draw from a soft, um, you know, slowly run 10 furlongs, so he'll take a position and... You know, he's a really nice horse. He's strengthened up since he's been with us. Um, we were happy with him his first run in Australia back in in the spring. And, um, yeah, he's a nice progressive staying horse. What can you tell us about Sucarino that's first up after a pretty handy campaign there? I thought last time around he goes around in a hot fireball stakes. Uh, he's just got a frightful draw, Gareth. You know, yeah. like he's going to have to concede plenty of start there. So um, he's a very progressive young sprinting colt and uh, evidenced by his, you know, he won a list race his second start last season in Sydney, but he, he, he'll just be compromised early in the race here on Saturday because he'll have to go back from that draw. you got a couple of chances in the Canterbury Stakes, but Quinte- 
Quantico is uh, your best chance. Um, it's a tough field. Are you happy with him? Yeah, I was really happy with him. I was sort of hoping to draw a bit better. I thought he was yeah. a great chance to be the ball. Good. Um, he hasn't, so we're going to be relying upon, you know, tempo and, and position and running. So um, he's capable of this grade. He, you know, it's not a vintage version of this race, and um, but we all need a little bit of luck from that draw, you know. Geez, you must be proud with the way Zoo Tiger has come back. He's been so brave in his first couple of starts. Can he go one better in the round with guineas? And I see the tongue ties on for the first time. Yeah, no, he just plays with his tongue a little, so we're yeah. just going to tie that down and make sure he sort of concentrates and job at hand. And um, uh, we've always felt him a genuine miler, so uh, this is the first time we've got the chance to run him in a mile at Randwick. Uh, he maps very well. He just, you know, lob into that beautiful spot, one out, one back. And, um, you know, ideally he's sort of been on an upward spiral after each run. He's improved and he's improved again after his second up run. So um, it's a really interesting race. There's some really quality animals in there and of which he is one, you know. Yeah. And in the last race, you've got some a couple of nice chances, but is Mythos Horse promised success for Rosemont Stud, the, the pick of them? Well, our assistant trainer, Anthony Mithin, is very confident about our chances <laughs> on Saturday. So, um, <laughs> look, the only problem, we're really happy with her, but, you know, barrier one for her is not ideal. You know, she likes to get a bit of room. And, um, but she's going really well and she loves Ramwick. So, when the last time she ran in a six at, at Ramwick, she ran into a very good mare Kieran's, you know. So, uh, we went up with two group ones afterwards. So, um, she she's a quality mare. I didn't think she was that badly in at the handicap, to be fair. Yeah, and um, geez, it's a good time to try and win it for Mytho. At this time of the year, you'll be up and about with the, the premier sale happening in Melbourne starting on Sunday. So um should give you a discount, Johnny. Well, He'll send you a few more if you can salute first up. I don't know, but Mytho don't know how to spell discount. <laughs> he, he's not, it's not in his repertoire, <laughs> Gary. But, Hopefully. But any time's a good training time... <laughs> He's a good time to train a winner for me, though, you know. What about Pizarro and the Newcastle Stakes? He's a really interesting runner because he's yeah. coming out of a strong form race, you know. So um, he maps a bit awkward from nine, but um, like I said, the, the format of his race the other day is very good. He has a good SP profile, and, um, you know, we've been wanting to get him to seven for a while and get that chance on Friday. So I think he's a, he's a really good chance, you know, and the market reflects that. All right, mate. How's Lost and Running going? He's good. He's going to have a trial on Tuesday and then he's into the galaxy. So uh, he's very forward and Mac trialed him the other day and he's happy to take the ride on him next week. So, um, yeah, he's going to get a bunch of weight, but um, if he can draw well in the galaxy, I'm sure he'll make his presence felt, you know. Yeah. What's your best over the weekend? Oh, mate, I, I, I suppose, uh, you know, Zoo Tigers are yeah, our best chance of winning a, a good race. And, and if the Colt can run well in the Todd and get himself in the slip, it'd be exciting. Yeah, yeah could be another big day for your camp, mate. Good luck. Thanks for your time. Cheers, Gary. Always great to catch up with Johnny O'Shea. So Sue Tiger goes around, of course, in the Ramwick Guineas and Cafe Millennium is involved in that hot race there, the Todman Stakes for the two-year-old boys over the 1,200 metres. Great to have Clayton Douglas on the show because he's superstar giga kick. Returns to the racetrack um, on Saturday in the Challenge Stakes over the 1,000 metres in Sydney. Good morning to you, Clayton. How is the big chestnut? Good morning, Gareth. Yeah, he's in He's in really good shape. Really happy with how he is. Yeah. Um, this has always been the plan to step him out um, in the Challenge Stakes over the 1,000 metres. The 1,000 metres, um, do you think he's better over the six furlongs or you think he's still good enough to sprint well um, against this field and get the job done? 
Yeah, look, he's he's obviously he's well noted. He's obviously his best swimmers at the twelve hundred, but um, he's nice and fresh and well in himself. And um, first up at the thousand really suits us. And uh, he's obviously been here before, been at Ramwick, so um, he's he's had a run here. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he does on Saturday. And he's had a few jump outs, trials to to get set for his first up effort. Um, does he feel like to you riding him in track work that? He's come back a better horse. Yeah, look, the horse is in great order. Um, he's he's a lot, lot more mature. Um, he's he's a bit bigger and stronger. He's he's racing um, racing at a, a bigger weight. He's, he's carrying nice condition. He seems to be in good shape. He's had a good grounding leading into his first up run. So I'm really happy with with how he takes shape for Saturday. Well, that is exciting. We all can't wait to see what he can do there on Saturday afternoon. And Midnight Charm will be representing your stable. It was a good winner last start at Flemington over the 1,000 metres. Jet Stanley gets the opportunity to ride Midnight Charm. Your thoughts there? Yeah, look, big jump up in class from a Stony Creek race to an open handicap. But start before at Flemington when he ran second behind Red Hot Nick. He was a really good run and that was at the 1100. He's, he's probably really suited to the thousand of a straight track. So he's there to run really well. He needs to come up, come up a few notches, but he's got a pretty good record that off. He's, he's obviously won three from three from nine and, and with a couple of placings. So uh, he's a nice, nice horse. He's got good ability. So hopefully, um, hopefully he can make his presence felt on Saturday. Should we have something on Shambo tonight from an inside gate? Yeah, look, he was a good run first up. Um, he pulled up with a couple of little issues. I think I'm on top of those now. So I'm really, really pleased with how he takes shape for tonight. From a good draw, he's going to get a lovely suck run just in behind him. So he's going to get his chance. Um, good surface like packing him will suit up to the 1,200. So, yeah, look, I expect the horse to be running, running very well. Did you go out and buy a good swag? Because they tell me that you sleep with Giga Kick on the truck when he travels to Sydney. Can you confirm or deny that for me, Clayton? Yeah, that's a confirmation, yeah. Yep. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't leave his side very often. I'm <laughs> actually just standing at the front of his box at the minute. So, um, yeah, if anyone wants to catch up with me in Sydney, I'm out the front of Giga Kick's box. So, <laughs> so do you, what kind of swag do you have? Does he does he cuddle up to you or what's the go there on the truck? <laughs> no, I just, I just, uh, just use one of the horse rugs and, um, just just sit in the back with him, but it's it's good. I I like to I can monitor him, and um, yeah. I think he likes the company as well. <laughs> do, do you like we had this chat with Brooke Anders, who trains a superstar greyhound and Emron Boy, and she believes that her husband Jamie um, plays some terrible music for Emron Boy because he doesn't travel that well when he travelled to Sydney. Like, do you listen to music with Giga Kick? Um, <laughs> obviously, you're listening to Essie and Track with him. I know he loves that, but. Um, does he like your music? What's the go there, brother? Uh, well, to be honest, I think people probably think I'm half mad, but I end up having full conversations with him. <laughs> waiting for the day for him to talk back to me, but <laughs> I don't know whether he ever will. But um, no, nah, look, it's, he's a, he's I've obviously had him for a long time, and he's a, he's been a good horse to me, so you, I'll do all I can to look after him. I, I love that, mate. Um, that is a great story. <laughs> we all know that you love him, but I've. I've got no doubt he loves you, mate. And if only you could talk and a couple of the, the conversations that you've had with him um, would be interesting, I would imagine. But, hey, um, good on you, mate. Travel well with him. And, um, yeah, give him, give him a pat for us, mate. We wish you the best of luck in the challenge stakes. No worries. Thanks for that, Gareth. Good on you, mate. There's Clayton Douglas. We'll take a break. James Cummings coming up straight after this.
Good morning, Gareth. How are you? How are you? I'm very well, mate. Geez, I'm excited. Geez, a great time of the year, isn't it? And every Saturday that rolls up these days, the Blue Army are playing a major part in the big races. Yeah, it's a great race meeting on Saturday. These are hard races, and we're just, uh, we're just, you know, we're always pleased to be a part of it, but we're, we're, we're really pleased with the way our horses are training, and they've been racing strongly in the last few weeks. But this is a very, very difficult race meeting on the weekend at Randwick. And uh, not much easier at Flemington either. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're to do our best. Let's get started going through them. All right, then. It's great news for our listeners as well. It sounds like you're on the, the road, so the driver will be next to you. And we'll get to him in just a moment. Talking about the driver, Cylinder goes around the Todman Stakes. Geez, it's a small field, but I can't wait for this contest against the babies. How has he pulled up since that really good effort the other day? Well, he, uh, he, he, he he pulled up beautifully. He's been around and around since then. And uh, I've got to say, he may have even gone ahead a little bit. But there's no hiding the top ones now. He comes up against a few undefeated customers here. Uh, he even comes up against the, 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 the pre-post favourite for the Magic Millions, who's trialled beautifully since running unplaced there on the Gold Coast. And uh, you know how good are these? How good are these horses? Militarised Cafe Millennium Red Resistance. Under yeah. three undefeated customers here. Uh, Red Resistance having defeated King's Gambit. You draw a bit of a line through. Uh, cylinder makes things interesting. Uh, and uh, and although it's a small field, this is a this is a field you would suspect is jam packed full of pollen. A lot of our listeners have played a little bit of sport, I would imagine. And um, I tell you what, you you get inspiration from athletes when they can um, race through the pain barrier. And to hear what Cylinder went through before his last start effort in Melbourne, before heading to Sydney, having that little bit of a break with that broken jaw and um, knocking a couple of teeth out. Geez, he's a tough, he's a tough horse, Jimmy. He is a tough horse. You go to and, war with him. And... One one thing I one thing I like about Cylinder is one of only two horses in the race that's actually in his second campaign, and there's, there's got to be something to be said for that. You know, he's he, he, he said, we sent him to the Hunter Valley for his first race at the Castle, and he's flashed up the second from a wide wide draw. Bit too much to do. We put him on the we put him on the freeway down to Melbourne for his second start. And, well. You know, there in the in the barriers wasn't ideal, and he put and he was a bit of a was a bit of a Herculean effort really to be fighting out the finish with the, with a, a broken jaw. Um, he since recuperated quickly from that. The team at Osborne Park and uh, and the team at Carbine Lodge looked after him immaculately. They attended to his every every need, and he was able to heal quickly. Enjoy the, enjoy the paddock for a brief time. And he hit the ground running to win the Silver Slipper first up in his second prep. Now, there's only Cylinder and Empire of Japan that have done all this. They've, 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 they've had a prep under their belt. They've had a break. They've gone either state. They've come back, and now they're and now they're sort of fighting fit in the, on the road to the Golden Slipper. It's pretty interesting. But you can't, you, you know, you, you can't underestimate the raw talent of horses like Red Resistance, Cafe Millennium, and yeah, it's going to be a great race, the Todman Stakes. What about the Fireball Stakes? Troach's first up. What can you tell us? 
Well, she trialled up sharply, had a tough campaign last time in, one in, one, one, uh, one in Sydney, one in Melbourne. You know, that, that's, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And she's building a pretty handy record. It'd be great to see her strike another blow at state's level. And and, uh, and and this is a fast race, but she's a fast filly and she can be right there on their hammer or even taking up the running if that's the way she uh, if that's the way she she is to begin on the weekend. And I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't want to be holding her back. She's got such such brilliant natural pace that it would suit her. There's a there's a few uh, a few horses going very well in this race too. Uh, not an easy race to win every year. Fireball stakes and. Uh, She'll need, to, she'll need to produce just about the best performance of her career to get over the top of these horses. Chal- we like the way she's going. Oh, that is good news then. She gets an inside gate for Timmy Clark. And the challenge stakes, Pulele. I would imagine he will return from Perth like King Kong after winning his first group one in the winter bottom stakes. I thought he trialled okay behind Spacewalk. Um, can he win first up with J-Mac aboard in a good race? Well, he's got an excellent fresh record, yeah. having won first up in the past. And he did return from his campaign on the Western Front fighting fit. Uh, we gave him a little reprieve there at the foot of the Blue Mountains, which he enjoyed. But he didn't enjoy it too much, and we didn't give him too long. And he, uh, he's been burning around the gallops here, ready to go again. And I suggest... Had he, come, had he come up against a you know slightly easier opposition, I would have been I would have been extremely confident. But okay. got to have great respect for it. An Everest winner there, uh, get a kick. Got an impressive last start winner, Remark, who we did a little bit of battle with as a well, they were sort of running in similar lead-ups to the Golden Rose three-year-olds, and uh, and and Eduardo, such a solid older horse, Eduardo. This is a good, this is a really good challenge stakes. And he's just got the draw where he may well be giving Eduardo and Remark a little bit of a start. And Giga Kick, you could imagine, would be getting the inside runs on him. You know, would have would have loved to have flipped those barriers. But regardless of that, with that six metre rail, if he can get into the clear without having to cover too much ground, he's gonna be really steaming home for Ellie. And I yep. think he's gonna run a very good race first up. I just I just cannot let you uh, walk away thinking I've underestimated the opposition here that they are going to be very hard sprinters to beat over over a thousand metres around. But it sounds like you wouldn't really want to swap your horse with any other horse in this race, Jimmy. I wouldn't swap my horse, but I'd be happy to swap my barrier. Yeah. (laughs) What about the big chestnut with the white blaze cascading? I thought he had his best preparation last time around. Um, He goes around in the Canterbury Stakes. Your thoughts there? Well, I think the the race has got some, you know, the race certainly holds some interest for us. Cascadian, it should just be far too short for Cascadian to fresh up, but there's a few things in his favour. One, that this is a this is a, a first-up run at Ramwick and not Caulfield, where you've seen him first up plenty of times before, and it's just, he's just run out of, just run out of time and a shorter home straight to reel them in. Uh, but, he, but if there's a little bit of pressure on, particularly a bit of pressure before the turn uh, with these horses, like we can occasionally see in the Canterbury Stakes, and he can he can definitely steam home. I was involved in the Canterbury Stakes one year where Sebastiano went forward. I think the Gipsy mother was right there. There's like four 
at the Bostonian. There was like four across the track going too quick the first 400. And Cascadian would love that sort of pressure in this race. Yep. I can't quite see it working out exactly like that. So he might, he might have the tempo against him. But regardless of that, he's going to really be chasing hard to the line, looking for further uh, later on in his prep. And, uh, and, and, and giving every indication that he's come up well again, because that's yeah. what he's indicating to us. We've, del- we've been delighted with his preliminary, and, uh, and, he, and, he's, uh, and he's forward enough to be running a good race first up from a spell. I tell you that would love him, Reggie, Reggie Fleming, before Mooney Valley, because there's going to be a ton of pace in that all-star mile, James. Mooney Valley, well, 1,600. There wasn't much pace in the Futurity Stakes I, I observed on the weekend. Yes. What makes you think there's going to be a lot of pace? Oh, the they're going to go lickety-split. You'll have Gentleman Roy, Tuvalu, the Battler's Horse Keats wants to lead, Alligator Blood. He'll have mid-race pressure. I can just see Cascadian smoking the pipe. I would be booking Benny Mallon or whoever you can book right now and say, Reg, I'm sending him down. Talk dirty to me. That sounds good. There's plenty of pace on in the All-Star Mile. Yes. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Because I tell you what, the stadium will, will oh. bounce out of this run. Yes. Oh. And, he'll be ready, and he'll, be ready, he'll be ready to go second up. I love it. And Golden Mile, I'm, I hate to drop off him. I'm a little concerned about him, Golden Mile, James. Well, I'll tell you something. If you owned him, yes. you would be laughing all the way to the back. I, I would be, because I love him. He's a son of a stern, and I... I I'm a big fan of him, but um, I don't know about, like, what did you make of his trial the other day at Hawkesbury? Well, I think he was, I think he'd gotten away on me a little bit. I backed off him, having not run him in the Hobart Bell. And, uh, and, he's, a, and he's a bull who had done particularly well between runs. Morning. We're just getting out to, the, uh, to Osborne Park here this morning. And see a little cult by encryption come off the track there. Oh, yes. One of those experienced riders. He's looking well. Um, sorry for the dis- disruption. Nice. Say good day. If, you, if you're look, I'm not in the business of making a case for why every one of my runners is going to win on the weekend. But if you wanted to build the case for Golden Mile, yes, then you would go and have a look at his second up run, like Kevin, in the up and coming big uh, in the Ming Dynasty Stakes last preparation, just prior to the Golden Rose, where he improved vastly on a on a first up placing in the up and coming, and proceeded to bolt in in the Ming Dynasty. And, he, and there were some decent horses in that Ming Dynasty. In fact, he put many lengths on a horse called Zoo Tiger, who just most recently at set weights fought out the finish of the Hobart Bill against Ossie Penkos. And there's, 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 there's a lot to like about the, the form of Golden Mile. Mm-hmm. And as the autumn carnival has unfolded, they're all still there. He's, he's, he's beaten Zoo Tiger comfortably and then went up against him in the Golden Rose and, 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 and eyeballed him there at the top of the straight. He defeated Ossipenko in the Cork Hill Guineas, who's, who's, who's uh, recently won the Hobart Bill. He defeated um, the, the, the Dundee horse, um, Elliptic, Elliptical, who recently won the CSAs. And, you know, of course we know, of course we know, morning, well, of course we know how good uh, the Golden Rose winner is, who he was not far away from in the Golden Rose itself when he finished fourth. So there's so much to like about his form, but he only had the one run fresh up. He, he, he did battle at weight for age against Maria Mia. He's improved. He's always going to improve with that run. And if he can just get back on track with a nice run from a decent draw here, 
that it could set up the remainder of his campaign. But we'd love to see him run a big race against these horses. He's the only three-year-old in the Canterbury Stakes. And it can regularly be a decent race for three-year-olds. Uh, not so long ago, Holler won the race from the lead as a three-year-old, defeating first seal. So, you know, in a good race, a three-year-old's been able to win it in the past. Yeah, you've talked me back into him. How dare I ever doubt him? Af Cabin. Um, it was a bit of pub talk the other night. And, um, they all know that I'm a fan of Af Cabin, the son of a Stern, who I absolutely adore. Um, and they were saying, Gareth, you know, he come off a of bled... Um, he bled last preparation. He had to miss the Caulfield Guineas. He was superb first up. But boy, he had a tough run the other day in the Hobartville. Um, can he bounce back and and defeat, even though he was a really good run in my eyes, can he defeat horses like Ospapenko stepping up to the 1,600 metres? I told my mates that um, whatever you do, um, Afcabin, um, you, you, you wouldn't want to write him off. I'm sticking fat with Afcabin. I think he might make a statement on Saturday, James. Um, how, how do you share my confidence? Well, we've got to be very, very bullish about the way the horse is going because we are, we are, we are seeing the, the progress of a, of a really talented horse. I can, I can, uh, I can promise you, you'll go broke listening to the experts from the back of the. <laughs> From the front, from the front of the public bar. Yes, you go broke listening to them. You come and have come and have a look at the horse yourself, or see, or or, or speak to your on-course experts when they see the horse parading on the weekend. He's just furnishing beautifully this campaign. He's building every run. Uh, yes, he had a hard run last time, and we're disappointed to see him finishing out of the placings. But when you get to this top level, it's set once against three-year-olds. You, you know. You've got to go right for you more than they go wrong. And good rides in races, you know, great runs in races when you're, they win you win you a lot of races. He had a great run in the race fresh up, and he was able to win in, in, with in excellent style. I, 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 see the, I see the barrier there is, uh, is similarly awkward in the Randwick Guineas as it was in the Hobartville. That's all right. Mm-hmm. You have to just deal with that. And the horse has got some early pace to be able to blend into the race and put himself there um, if, uh, if, if there's an opportunity to slot in because one or two horses miss the kick or are a little closer or a little further back than the speed maps have them situated. Well, James might think on his feet and slot in and be pleased with that. Either way, you'd expect it to be a genuinely run-mile race in a round with Guineas. It'd be an even better race if the Australian Guineas and the round with Guineas converged and you had the best... <laughs> There's four horses from both fields in there, but uh, but but um, failing that, I think it's going to be a very a very a very solid race, a, a genuine test, and it's going to give Half Cabin the opportunity to go to the level on his own terms and not have you know not be not be uh, not be forced to have people do the talking for him. And do you know what I said to my mates? I said, I've got an old mate who told me. Um, and he's, I, I listen to him all the time, and I agree with him. I just said to them, um, you make sure you stick solid with Afcabin. When the market forgets, don't you forget. And um, I left him with that, James. Uh, I like that. That's, that's pretty good wisdom. <laughs> yes. Honey Creeper cattle go around, um, and you've got some nice chances in, in Melbourne as well. Looking forward to seeing what Masira can do. The two-year-old Blake Shitterboard, Kalos, goes around as well. Um, your thoughts about your team 
um, outside of the feature races? Anyone that really stands out in your eyes, James? Well, all of those you mentioned, the three of the four of them are running in state races and they're very difficult to win, but Catlin and Honey Creeper, they're, tra- they're training up solidly. We like the way Monsieur is going. He's going to debut and uh, he's going to debut in a stage race there, so it's a big ask. But he's uh, but he's showing some he's showing excellent promise. Uh, spare a thought for the impressive trials of Illative there in that race. That they, those trials are worth watching. They they've got to be they've got to be seen to be believed. Unbelievable. But uh, but uh, but he's at his home track, and uh, hopefully he can uh, saunter out there in the bird cage at Flemington and feel right at home and take on the. Uh, Take on the invaders and uh, and, and do his best. It'd be great to see Reg Fleming and Sean Keogh unearth another nice two-year-old for us. But uh, but in the in the support races there, look, Kalos is flying. There's no doubt about that. He'll run a good race. And Ohi, I think Ohi won the race to the original winning Ohio. post. Stand yes. Down in the... How dare she I forget Ohi? Have... She might have won the race to the original winning post, but there was another 80 metres to go. <laughs> no. You know? Josh Max Josh Max 100 metres in distance and uh, actually Sean Keogh was funny he sent through he sent through an email to the team to say well done on Ohio's win she didn't manage to run a placing on this on the on the second winning post so she drops back 100 metres and uh, and there's another Sheikh Mohammed galloper in the race called Bistro who will be uh, who'll be running a good race and we uh, we hope to see those still come through those handicaps and you know there, there, there might be some chance at running well in a you know in a stakes race such as the three rock tillies race coming up at Moody Valley in a few weeks time. One. Well, it's wonderful insight once again, James. I know that you arrived there at Angus Banks. Um, what's the driver like over the weekend? What is he like, or what does he like? What does he like? <laughs> You'd have to ask you. Hello, driver. Great yeah. to have you on the show. And on behalf of everyone, especially the Saintly team for the Futures Cup on Giddy Up, we salute you. Um, we've our, um, Craig Hutchison started to build the statue of you, driver, even though we don't know what you look like. Um, um, <laughs> we appreciate you, and um, it's great to have you on the show once again. So um, who do you like this week, mate? Uh, well, I like the anonymity, Gavin. That suits me fine. Yes. The, um, I... Well, obviously Gareth does too, because David Gareth, not Gavin. Oh, no, no, no. He calls we, he calls me Gavin. I call him Driver. It's just like you know, it's just between the driver and I. <laughs> had a lot of arguments with this fellow sitting next to me, and I was singing out last night. Actually, I don't think I've ever ever had a victory except once. But after that, he rang me five minutes later and he said, "This argument's not over." Yes. What was the argument? Anyway, <laughs> the um. I've got to stick with that, Kevin. I'm, I'm yes. in love with the horse, Gareth. So I think he's got a wing on every foot, as I used to say. And uh, I hope they're flying on Saturday. Yeah. Hey, you're in love with AFCAB and we're in love with you, driver. We appreciate it. And um, look after James. He's a very important person. And uh, how's the King Adamo when you arrive at Angus Banks? Give him a pat for us, can you, driver? Say good day. Certainly will. All right, Certainly then. will. Um, enjoy your day as always. Great fun, lads, and um, good luck over the weekend. Thanks, thanks, Gareth. Thank always you. a pleasure. Thank you, driver. Thank you, James. We'll take a quick break. In fact, it's yeah, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with plenty more here on Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. 
Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Stable Mail. Let's head to Warrnambool to catch up with our great friend, Lindsay Smith. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Um, Queen Air, 1,600 metres, Flemington. Ticks a few boxes, I would imagine. How is she? Yeah, she's uh, good. She uh, had a little jump out on Monday. She was uh, doing pretty well in the yard, so I thought I'd give her a little trial. The track, uh, grass track at uh, Flemington. Uh, Warnable's getting um, just um, a bit of work done to it, so we didn't have a grass and they had jump trials here tomorrow. So I just give her a little pipe opener on uh, Monday. Uh, she had a little sprint up this morning and maybe starting to look for the 2,000 metres. But uh, anyway, we'll get it going on Saturday and head towards, uh, keep the plan open for uh, Adelaide. Tuvalu goes around the blamey stakes. He's already in the All-Star Mile. Are you happy with him after saving him from last week? Yeah, I just, um, as I might have said, he, you know, my focus will be on the All-Star Mile. So I just brought him back a little bit, uh, took the blinkers off. He also trialled on Monday. It was a heavy track, which was, um, he pulled up good from that. He too had a dash up with her this morning. Um, I'm glad I did because he had... Just cleaned his wind up a little bit. Uh, I'd say he's got uh, a bit more improvement to come. So hopefully, um, you know, my time will be right on the 18th because, yeah, he's got to go to a different level because a couple of them have had the wood on him. But, um, yeah, I don't mind the idea of him running in the All-Star Mile at uh, Mooney Valley. Yeah, so third up in the All-Star Mile. Um, he's ready to win, but he'll improve from Saturday's F in the blamey stakes. Correct. Yeah. All right, then Sacred Palace and Glitter and Gold. Can they win at Murray Bridge on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, he's He he hasn't been super good at 1,400 uh, Sacred Palace, but um, he felt the track a little bit at Flemington the other day, so he's had it freshened up. Uh, Park and ride there with a uh, very good jockey. Uh, Glitter and Gold, well, he'll have to navigate that from out there. But uh, she trials good on Monday, Glitter and Gold, and um, she's heading towards uh, the T-Rang Cup. All right, then what's your best, Lindsay, over the weekend? Mallowock, Sunday, Mooney Valley. That's all we need to know. All right, mate, go and get them. Giddy up. That's it. There we go. There's yeah. Lindsay Smith, 8.49. We'll take a break. Michael Kent Jr. will be next. This is Stable Mail on Giddy Up this Thursday morning. Always great to catch up with Michael Kent Jr. He's got some exciting gallopers, along with Mick Price going around at Flemington on Saturday and a native, beautifully bred, um, half to a couple of superstars and has trialled, as James Cumming pointed out, James Cummings earlier on, like a superstar, especially his last jump out. And um, uh, James Cummings... Is usually right on the money when he can spot a horse like that at the jump out. So Michael Kent Jr. joins us now. Michael, good morning to you. What can you tell us about Elatey if this exciting two-year-old filly by him invincible that will debut on Saturday at Flemington? Yeah, morning, Gareth. I'm good, thank you. So you pronounce her illative, actually. And illative. Um, she's a beautiful Sorry. daughter of I'm Invincible. So she's a lot sharper than her half-brothers, of course, uh, inference of one around with Guinea, Elation, who we think is a group one horse. Um, obviously the family of Jackano as well. Um, mm -hmm. Pontiana is the dam of uh, Illative and she's a sister to Pontiro, the dam of Jackano. So beautiful, active family that's going very well. And she's very straightforward, Philly. Got a beautiful long action, covers the ground well and um, 
Yeah, well spotted by James Cummings there, looking at the Cranbourne jump out. There you go. Um, uh, she's a gorgeous horse. Um, never underestimate, though, how difficult it is to win down the straight at your debut run. You know, we teach our horses to relax around the bend and then quicken up in the straight, and they can get it wrong down the straight the first time. They're not sure where to, you know, stop and start, I suppose. But she's a straightforward filly. Um, she's definitely a black-type horse coming. Hopefully she gets that on uh, Saturday. Illative. We'll keep an eye on her in the first race there at Flemington down the straight over the 1,000 metres. Amendable, Maximilius and Jackano represent your stable in the Group 1 Australian Guineas. First of all, Jackano. He's got a wide gate to contend with, but you're happy with him? Uh, delighted with him. I think he profiles very well for this race. Uh, he just needs to get a strong mile. Um, he's by Rubik, but I think he will, as we referenced his uh, nice classic style pedigree before. Um, I think the gate's a good gate. It comes yeah. to barrier 10. Oh, no, he's... Uh, is there a scratch? Yeah, he's barrier 11. So um, that's good. I mean, we've had to contend with inside gate, slow tempo at Sandown his last two, and he's just been good enough to win both. But we saw the Golden Rose when he came you know, scorching down the middle with his big sustained run. I think that's a better setup for him where he can use his big stride and wind up. So I'd say he'll be um, midfield with cover and um, there should be genuine tempo with a big field like that. And hopefully, I think Flemington also is a key because Damien has said twice that he doesn't enjoy that dip at sand down. He sort of hits a flat spot. So the nice flat track at Flemington will be an upside too. Yeah, 100% with Jack and I. So you'd prefer to see Barry 11 than Barrier 1 for sure with him. Oh, big big time, yeah. big time. No, you had to do it the hard way the last two, you know, so tenacious. You, you look at every skill in that photo finish and he's got his ears flat back to his head. You know, he's such a try, this horse. It's a rare, rare trait in a colt. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to see him with um, plenty of room. And you know, it's just a perfect setup. He's three weeks between runs, third up. Uh, a lot of the key chances are sort of second up and uh, he drops back from wafer raise to his own um, own age group. So it all bodes well for him, I think. Amendable was really good first up. Um, your thoughts there in the guineas. And then we'll have a quick chat about Maximilius as well because, geez, he's been a different horse since he was gelded. Yeah, Maximilius was very good. Uh, I think barrier three is the key to him seeing out a strong mile. He's a good turn of foot, so he get a very soft run and, He'll um he'll be a chance at some point in the race. Um, he's probably the 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 lesser of our three chances. Uh, we really like Amenable. Um, Mr. Smart Colt, follow him. He is going super and uh, is a genuine top three chance. Barrier one's a bit of a squeeze draw for him. I do recall Hatotsu getting up the rails there with plenty of room when he won the guinea. So hopefully Oliver, Oliver can weave uh, some magic and um, get the get the job done. He's um, he's just flying that horse. He had a jump out in between his first and second runs and uh, he went enormous. So, look, whilst he's second up at the mile, he's done plenty of work and he's just going so well. I think um, he'll run very well. All right, my trial spies say you should have something on he's a shocker first up in a blamey. I like him for an Australian Cup, Michael. Yeah, well, that's right. Have something on him for the Australian Cup. Yeah. Uh, he's a Flemington horse. He's gone to a new level. Um, he had a long preparation last time. He sort of put it together at the end of the campaign when he... Should have won in Sydney in a big race. And then Oliver said, if he goes straight in the McKinnon, he wins. Yeah. Uh, taking nothing away from Zaki, of course. But he was very good there. Um, he had a, finally had a long break. He's come back and better horse. Gee, um, I know he didn't beat much in that jump out of stall, but he won by 10 and he's developed a better turn of foot. I think barrier 14 probably prevents, it makes it hard to win. You know, I think it'll run a slashing race and 
you know, the barrier might be the difference between running, you know, first and fourth or something like that. But there's very, very good pace on here with Tuvalu and Gentleman Roy. Um, so as long as he's not spotting them too big of a start, uh, look, he's a real blowout chance. He'll, he'll run super and then he'll go three weeks to the Australian Cup. I've got about 30 seconds. Lombardo, you saved Lombardo for his first up assignment in Sydney in the Canterbury Stakes. Your thoughts there and what's your best for the weekend, Michael? Yeah, Lombardo, probably a, a place chance yeah. uh, that Imperatriz is a superstar from New Zealand and probably blow them away. And uh, our best for the weekend, I'd, I'd be backing Jackano and I'd back Amenable uh, Strong each way. He's flying. You're a bloody superstar, Michael. Enjoy your weekend and good luck in the group one. Good man. Thank you very much. He's a star, Michael Kent Jr. Nine o'clock in news time. We'll continue stable mail after the news. J.D. Hayes to join us. Great to be with you on this Thursday morning here on Giddy Up. Gareth Hall with you. We are right across the country on SEN track. And let's continue on the stable mail and catch up with our friend J.D. Hayes. He joins us now. Good morning to you, J.D. Good morning, Gareth. Thank you for having me. Now, you've got plenty of great chances there on... uh, Saturday afternoon, Princess Chuhello, you're the king of the babies, along with your um, brother Benny. You've had a wonderful time of it at Lindsay Park with your two-year-olds. Your thoughts about Princess Chuhello's chances in that first race? Yeah, very much hoping that it can keep going. Um, I think she's, a, as you've seen last start, she's very, very fast. Uh, she jumped out very well down the straight and then just found the 1,100 a bit too far. So we're hoping uh, we're correct and the 1,000 is going to be very suitable. Um, she put the riding on the wall that she was a very fast filly when she jumped out actually half a second quicker than Nature Strip, which is a good effort for a two-year-old. So the only concern I have is Jamie Carr's a very good judge and she's elected to ride uh, the Price and Kent horse. Uh, so I'd be keeping a close eye on that. I'm a Shelby was a good effort the other day and he's done nothing wrong. And he goes around, of course, in the 1,600-metre race, race number five on the program. Your thoughts about his chances, this son of Street Boss? Yeah, he was very tough last start. He didn't get many favours, and we felt if we drew a barrier and got a slightly kinder run, uh, didn't have to do a lot of the bullocking work, he would have gone very close to winning. Uh, he looks like he's going to set up for a beautiful run from barrier seven. Uh, he's rock-hard fit, deep into preparation, and he's shown no, no signs at home um, training off. So if you're, a, if you're an I'm a Shelby fan, um, I couldn't be knocking him. I'm a Gentleman Roy fan. It was great to see him get into the all-star mile as well. Um, is he ready to fire in the blamey stakes? Yeah, it was just terrific to see him get his uh, slot in the uh, all-star mile. I think that's full credit to the horse being so genuine and tough. And um, I really do, even though it wasn't by design, like the three weeks between runs here and then two weeks into the all-star mile. Um, he's very fresh and well in himself now. And uh, I think he's going to run a very good race. Yeah, it's exciting. I, I was, when I, we're on the Magic Millions for the um, sales there, I was having a lovely bite to eat at a lovely restaurant next to me with a, some of the, the group owners, uh, the group of owners in Gentleman Roy with their family, and they were already dissecting a plan to get Gentleman Roy into the All-Star Mile. So um, I would imagine that the owner, the ownership group of Gentleman Roy believe their winners already getting into the All-Star Mile, J.D., no, absolutely. It's, um, it was a long-range plan to get into this race. And uh, now that he's definitely been the shorter start, uh, makes it a little bit less nerve-wracking on in the blamey because that was what we are thinking. If we didn't get in, it's a win and you're in the blamey. So um, it takes the pressure off uh, Saturday, but um, he's earned his ticket into the big dance. And I feel like he adds a 
I think he's a really good runner in the race. He adds a lot of depth to it. Now, talking about the people's race, which is what the All-Star Mole is designed for, the people's horse, Sosie Bomb, it'd be great to see him get a start in the, the All-Star Mile with a, a victory and a blamey stakes. Can he do that and cause a bit of an upset, JD? You never, never ride off Sosie Bonny. He's found some form. His run last start was outstanding. And um, from barrier four, it, it honestly wouldn't shock for him to be thereabouts. He, um, he really, really is in a good state of mind. And he's, he's coming off the track the other day like a two-year-old, just absolutely bouncing out of his skin. So usually when he's doing that, he's telling us that he's pretty close to his peak. And he'll have to peak to sort of win this race. It would be the best rating that he's produced in a while. But as we know, his best is good enough. And Tosito goes around that two-year-old classic for the Magic Millions eligible gallopers at Murray Bridge. Um, form lines read pretty well for a race like this. Yeah, I hope the market's right. It's got him very short and what yep. is a very good prize money race. So I hope uh, that's all correct because uh, I do believe he's going good enough to win. Now, I know you love the Purring Cantos. You've got a filly called Marble Arch going around in that rich maiden final at Packetham tonight. Are you happy with her? Very happy. Uh, she's another one that hasn't been missed and is a, a very, very deep race, as you'd expect, being a, a final with such good prize money on and the qualifications to get in a facing a lot of last start winners. So um, I'm just happy that we've drawn a beautiful barrier and hopefully it's a rinse or a repeat of the last two starts and she'll appreciate the extra 200 metres. We love your work, JD. Um, what are we punting on the weekend? Uh, I'm going to go Gentleman Roy. I think he's very well placed in that race and um, he's going to set a nice genuine tempo and he'd, take a, he'd be pretty hard to catch. All right, mate. We'll catch you at the sales a little later on today. Good on you, JD. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Here's J.D. Hayes. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, we'll try and um, find you a few winners on this Thursday across the three codes with Bag of Tips.